I, I, I maybe I did play it just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. time it is when you hear that sound it's time for frank's power play and right now frank take it away man all righty derek and today's power play we're gonna start with a little bit of overreaction theater we've had a lot of game ones that took place seasonal personal teams and there's some overreactions out there that i am gonna tell people to pump the brakes on. Up first, the Washington Capitals open their season Wednesday night by putting up a touchdown on the Boston Bruins, 7-0. And I know there was a Rick Astley fighting there. <laughs> so they Rick rolled him. But the, Caps, the, of, the Caps lost all, uh, the, on Thursday night, though. Let me get, I'll get to that in a moment. So, but I uh, want to start off with their opening win over the Bruins, 7-0. And everybody was quick to say, well, the Capitals have no Stanley Cup hangover, especially after all the partying they did and all the alcohol that was consumed. People, pump the brakes. As, of course, those people who said there was no hangover obviously had to eat crow on Thursday night, which I'll get to that momentarily. So let it play out. I mean, the Capitals will probably, if they get through the rest of October with only another maybe one more loss then there's probably no stanley cup hang over there but don't make assumptions after one game speaking of their opening game where they shellacked the boston bruins everyone thought the bruins were in trouble after two caras their starting net minor gave up five goals on 19 shots and was replaced by yaroslav halak and who he allowed two and of course the bruins couldn't score in a whorehouse in that game Pump the brakes, people. That was another bad, bad game by the Bruins in general. And, of course, they bounced back with a 4 nothing win over the Sabres, although it was a lack and goal for that one. So we'll see what happens. I know some people have said that the Bruins aren't going to be near the top of the Atlantic Division, but I'm saying they still could, but they're not going to fall completely off the map. Another overreaction from an opening game on Wednesday night. The Vancouver Canucks beat the Calgary Flames 5-2. The Flames were actually picked to win the Pacific by the Hockey News. And everyone thought that with the Canucks rolling to a 5-2 victory and rookie Elias Pettersson scoring his first career NHL goal, him and Brock Besser 
are going to make them forget are going to make the Canucks fans forget about the Sedin twins and the Canucks are back on the map again one game the Canucks are a young team they're going to be I'd say give them a couple of years they could be better but again Jim Benning is not one of the best GMs and I know that he's on the hot seat in Vancouver so we'll have to see how things go there but I mean it was definitely a good start and Patterson, I should have mentioned, is a possible favorite for Calder Trophy last week, but oh well. And another one that I had from Wednesday night between the Anaheim Ducks and San Jose Sharks, where the Ducks went into the Shark Tank and absolutely shellacked the Sharks 5-2 to two as they scored four unanswered goals. Everyone is quick to crown the Anaheim Ducks as a Stanley Cup contender, even though they did not have Corey Perry, Ryan Kessler, and a couple others who were out as well. And Father Tom catching up with Ryan Getzlaff again. Pump the brakes. It was one game. Water will find love with the Ducks. I actually had them missing the playoffs. And sorry to my good friend Marshall, who's a Ducks fan, if you're listening to this. But they still got a lot of work to do. Corey Perry probably January. Ryan Kessler still dinged up. He's going to be out for a while. Although the Ducks had some young guys step up. Maxime Comtois scored his first career NHL goal in that game. So a lot of the younger Ducks are going to have to make some moves. And John Gibson, their goaltender, is going to have to steal some games. And speaking of that game with the Sharks flopping, everyone was quick to say, oh, the Sharks are washed up. Uh, Joe Thornton isn't the same without his beard. Threatened. Brent Burns and Eric Carlson were a combined minus two again, people. Pump the brakes. One game does not define an 82-game season. The Sharks will be back in action on Friday night against the Los Angeles Kings. And if they go and completely crap their pants again, then maybe you might have a little bit of a point. But let's just let a couple of games play out first. And, of course, another overreaction is that the Vegas Golden Knights are crashed back down to earth and are going to look like an expansion team after they made it to the Stanley Cup final last season, after they lost 5-2 to to the Philadelphia Flyers last night. Again, one game does not define a season, albeit there are some new faces in Vegas, I think. You need some team chemistry to build, and once it gets going, the Knights will be rolling along like they were last year. And, of course, I'm going to ask for David the Man of God Harris's opinion on this one about his Pittsburgh Penguins, who opened up their season with a 7-6 overtime win over the reigning Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals. And, David, have you heard any overreactions to the Penguins' season-opening win? No, I think the biggest thing has always been defense, trying to share kind of back line, goalkeeping. I don't want to say it's a question, but again, first game of the season, open up a new season. Again, I guess it's a rivalry now that the Stanley, you know, Washington has an asterisk late Stanley Cup, but again, it's one game. There's a lot of season, there's a lot of hockey left to play. So. Yeah, I'm, I am with you there. I mean, I know that both, uh, well, I know that 
defense and goaltending was essentially non-existent in that game. As Braden Holtby allowed seven goals for the Capitals, and Matt Murray gave up six. So I think it's just a blip on the radar for both of them. They'll be fine. If it, but if it happens where they're going to get shellacked more and more on a regular basis and giving up a lot of goals, then we're going to have a problem. But again, let's at least get through October. And that will do it for Overreaction Theater. And we'll get to my team, which I don't know if I can really call them a bunch of deadbeats anymore because they're actually playing young guys. And that's the Detroit Red Wings. And last night, in a 3-2 overtime loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Red Wings actually made a little bit of history as they played not one, not two, not three, not four, but five guys who made their NHL debuts was in one game, which is the most, I believe, in franchise history since they formed on this day, on October 5th in 1926. A little bit of history for you. So I'll talk about some of those performances as 2016 first round pick Dennis Chalowski actually scored his first career NHL goal in his first career game and he logged about 19 just under 20 minutes of ice time so I thought he played very well for his first game they had a couple other defensemen playing in their first game Libor Shulak he had a shot on goal and had played about 18 and a half minutes and Philippe Ronick played about 16 minutes had a shot on goal I did the uh, I talked to Greg Krupa of the Detroit News on Twitter. I asked what his thoughts were on the young guys. He said that he said Ronick was probably their best defenseman and Shulak was in a little bit over his head. And then a couple other guys who made their debuts. 2017 first round pick Michael Rasmussen had a shot on goal. Also had a couple of hits as well and was playing net front on the power play using his big size. And Christopher N., who was a late-round pick, I want to say in the 2014 draft, way back when, he was only on ice for 8.04 and played primarily fourth-line minutes. So, not, not too much. Didn't really show too much there. I mean, but I think Chalowski scoring a goal in his first NHL game, I think that's shown that he's really worked hard in his game when he ended up leaving... Uh, college and going to play in the Western Hockey League. I think that really helped make his game better. Or Chulak, I think still needs to work on a few things. Ronick, I think is probably going to end up sticking around a lot more. And is, I'm not really sure what to think is. He only was just a fourth liner. But Rasmussen, he had a couple opportunities to score and he's shown that he can put the puck in the net in the preseason. But we'll see what happens with him. As for 2018 first-rounder Philippe Zadina, he's going to start in Grand Rapids. But I do think that we will see him in Detroit by the end of November. And also, Jimmy Howard, Red Wings net minor, I do want to highlight. He He faced 39 shots and stopped 36 of them. There were some people on Twitter that said that he was looking kind of rough. But also, this is a contract year for him, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets moved out by the trade deadline. I do think uh, their back, their backup netminder Jonathan Bernier will see at least one game 
as they head out west to California for a Sunday Monday double dip in Anaheim and Los Angeles. So we'll see how that one goes. And then also one final note here for my power play. A Washington Capitals forward Tom Wilson in the Department of Player Safety doghouse again. As in a preseason game, I believe it was against the St. Louis Blues. He delivered an illegal check to the head out of a Blues player. Name escapes me right now. But and he was promptly ejected and was suspended 20 games because he has been a problem child before. As he got suspended twice in the preseason in 2017-18 in the 2017-18 season. And as David might remember, Wilson also... Oh, delivered an illegal check to the head of one of his Pittsburgh Penguins in the playoff. That was Zach Aston Reese, and he was suspended three games for that. So since he's got a rap sheet, he's going to sit for 20 regular season games. He's got 18 more to go. Again, I think the NHL just trying through the book and said, okay, enough's enough. You do it one more time, and you're going to be missing better than half of the season. So that will do it for my power play for the Saturday, the the sixth day of October in the year of our Lord, 2018. Okay, now that was great, Frank. Now, there's some people that are talking about early uh, season coaches on the hot seat. Um, Some saying it is too early to talk about that. You talked about Quinville on the hot seat. Anyone else on the hot seat as well? Um, I think I forgot to mention Guy Boucher in Ottawa, but then again, uh, the Ottawa Senators are, as I mentioned, a toxic waste dump. I don't think he's going to last. I, I think I looked at, I can't remember if it was in the Athletic, their NHL preview, or if it was Sportsnet and in Canada. They said that either, I think most have said Guy Boucher was going to be the first coach to be fired. One of them. Somebody else also said Jeff Blaschel might be the first one fired. I actually read something from Sean McIndoe, better known as Down Goes Brown on Twitter, on The Athletic, and he said that for what his bold prediction for the Red Wings is that Ken Holland will really struggle to make a decision on Jeff Blaschel, and by January he'll decide to pull the plug, and Dan Bilesma will end up taking over as the interim head coach which I could easily see happening. But again, we'll see what, ha- we'll see how the rest of October goes, especially in November as well. Uh, it's good old hockey. You ain't got anything else to add, David? No, I was just surprised that kind of with the talk of, you know, the Detroit Red Wings having this young upstart who was too early to start crying out for, uh, you know, players in the in organizational members to be fired yet. Or we're waiting until the end of October to do that. Well, I don't think anybody's going to get fired by the end of October. I think that I think it's probably going to be around December. If let's say if they re, if they are really uh, going out and pooping multiple hammers and games, probably that's when a lot of the chatter that a coaching change will have to be made. Because I do remember last year they had lost. Uh, I think it was eleven to one in Montreal and. Everybody was starting to say, oh, this is going to be it for Blaschel. He's at the end of the line, and somehow they pulled off a win against the Winnipeg Jets in their next game. But still, though, do you think – maybe this well, – what can we say this? Is, could this be possibly his last year, though? I mean, can we be – I do think 
I do think Blashill is a lame duck. I mean, given all the chatter that Steve Eiserman's gonna end up coming back to Detroit, I don't think I don't think he ends up keeping him around. I would around as a head coach. I think he might want to get his own guy in. Who that could be, I'm not sure. I mean, he might promote Dan Bilesma to head coach, or he might possibly. I don't know if he lured John Cooper away from Tampa because Cooper is a Michigan native, or maybe even a name. I think maybe a good long shot name to watch would be a name that a lot of the Toledo Walleye fans are familiar with, and that's Derek Lalone, who is currently an assistant in Tampa. Oh, that's where he ended up. I thought he he was in Grand. I know he was in Grand Rapids for a minute. No, actually, he was. He actually went to coach the Iowa Wild, who are the American Hockey League affiliate of the Minnesota Wild. Mm-hmm. But I guess he, I guess things didn't work out so well for him there, and uh, I guess John Cooper called him up and brought him in as assistant in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was, uh, and I want to say it was uh, Jeff Blaschel who actually put the recommendation in for him because again, Cooper and Blaschel are actually they actually go back a ways. It's probably back to their playing days in college, or, and they knew each other pretty well. Oh wow! Okay, well it'll be an interesting NHL season. Uh, it's kind of hype to see, you know, the puck being dropped. But anytime you see, I see hockey, and I hate to say this, is like it makes you feel cold. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's almost like, oh gosh, it's going to be cold weather coming up. Yeah, and uh, I will. I think one oh, a little surprise. No, I forgot to throw in. Uh, I know that NBC is actually kind of doing away with the whole Wednesday night is rivalry night deal and they're actually kind of opening up and putting more games on Wednesday nights and I've seen commercials and they're actually doing a better job of promoting it I think they're kind of following the lead of what uh, what TSN did when they had the NHL rights and now what Sportsnet does and do Wednesday night hockey mm-hmm. So in most cases, it's going to be a double a Wednesday night doubleheader. You'll have an East Coast game, like you had Wednesday night with uh, I think it was it was the Capitals and Bruins, and then a West Coast game they had Sharks and Ducks. So there's going to be a lot more doubleheaders. So I think that's a that's a good move on NBC's part, as I know how much we've harped on them for not marketing the product and marketing the stars. And who knows, maybe somebody stumbled across what we said and. They decided to take notes. Well, I think also they're looking at the other leagues. I mean, like I said, hockey, I just believe in the 90s when it was on ESPN, it was just very marketed very well, and even the casual fan could be able to follow it. But nowadays, whatever that is in the background. Whatever. Sorry, I was just on the car off. It just now that NBC, and he actually got a good product. I mean, the Washington Capitals were a fun team to watch. The Blackhawks the last few years were a fun team to watch. Even the L.A. Kings were a fun team to watch. And even, you know, your Detroit Red Wings, you know, five, six, seven years ago. But in the Pittsburgh, don't forget the Penguins, too. So it's just it, it, hockey is a good product to watch. I just feel bad that it that it's not marketed it properly to where people can watch it. That, that's just what makes me upset. Yeah, but as I mentioned, I think what NBC is doing now, instead of focusing on, like, so many rivalries or – supposed rivalries they're actually just saying you know what we're just gonna have like any old game it's not gonna be so much uh penguins and flyers on wednesday night or penguins and capitals on wednesday night or blues and blackhawks 
it's going to be, it could end up being uh, in Bruins and Capitals on Wednesday night, or it could be the Lightning and Sharks. I mean, you're getting, they're, and they're also in the their commercials, they are promoting stars because the big thing they were promoting with, especially the San Jose Anaheim game, was Eric Carlson making his debut as a Shark as he was, he's actually traded there in. They're right before the season started, which I had reported on, and they were just saying, hey, okay, you're promoting a star player. That's a step in the right direction. Keep it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. Just promote the stars. That's what people are there to watch. Exactly. Yeah, so, and David, last thoughts or anything? Yeah, this should be a fun season. There's a lot of different storylines, a lot of Obviously, new faces, old faces, new places. So, yeah, season's off to a, a raging start, and hopefully they can keep up the momentum. Oh, okay. Well, Frank, thank you so much, and we'll get into what our picks. You want? You guys want? We haven't done the pick live picks or anything like that, have we? No, we haven't. That's why. That's why I kind of suggested doing it while you had both me and Dave, and I figured we'd do that, and then. I'd let David take over with all his stuff. Okay, yeah, David, what, what kind of subjects have you got here? Of course, winners and losers, and since the NBA is starting up, well, take a little sneak peek at the Eastern Conference and some of the crazy stuff that was said at Media Day. Uh, uh, who's Media Day? Well, a couple couple teams Media Day, but I, I think people in Ohio know where we're starting. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, well, anyway, we got this right here. That's the end of the power play here for Frank Vashner. Thanks so much, Frank. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then when we return, we're going to do our NFL pick and then we'll get into David's winners or losers. We'll be back after this here on 88.3 WGTs. After for the review, hey, fellas, have you been able to rate... Uh, the show, I'm pretty sure on our podcast, if you go over to iTunes, you can rate the show. You can give it like oh, five I'll stars. Have to, I'll have to make sure to do that. <laughs> yeah, give it five stars so then more and more, it can get out to more and more people so they can hear our podcast. By the way, I think we have like 174 episodes. It'll probably be 175 after this and then like 106 and 177. But yeah, like I said, either go to SoundCloud or you can go to iTunes and then through iTunes, they can also take you to SoundCloud as well. So we're on SoundCloud and iTunes. It's WHT After Further Review on SoundCloud and just After Further Review on the iPod. Taking a quick commercial break. We'll be back after this on 88.3 WHT's After Further Review.